Okay. All right, guys. So this was the secret I've been uh, kind of hinting on social media. Uh, as you guys know, uh, the Alliance blog has been following Flame Alliance for well over 13 years. And joining soon is none other than the vice president of the National Wrestling Alliance, David Lagana. David, welcome to the show. Hello. I appreciate the cash payment to do this. Uh, Payola is a big thing in the 50s, and I'm happy to continue it now. So, Well, yeah, and, and they make it so easy now with Venmo and uh, Cash Me app and all that good stuff. I don't even have to use PayPal anymore. I can just Venmo it to you. Well, and I'm, I'm a big subscriber to your OnlyFans, which is it gets real dark there after hours. <laughs> um, anyway, so you're so, welcome. You're welcome for that. <laughs> Thanks. I, I got a chuckle out of it. So, hey uh, – you, you guys have been doing a thing called NWA Power Now for a couple of weeks, and uh, you have to be very happy with the reaction you're getting. Um, tell me about the, uh, the process that uh, you day in and day out go through to, to make this show happen. I mean, I was there in Atlanta. I saw you guys film the show. Um, obviously, there's a lot more that goes into after the production, and... I, honestly, I don't know how you guys do it week in and week out um, producing this show as, as well as it, as it comes out. Well, I guess let me ask you, because you were there, uh, how, uh, what you saw with your own eyes, how does it match what the final product became? It's. Mo- I'll be honest, a lot of it looks like it came right out of the studio. It doesn't look like you guys had to do a whole lot of editing. There's a few things that I've noticed that were tweaked and you added your own thing to it or cleaned it up because of something that didn't look right. Obviously, mm-hmm. um, you know, the match that was kind of uh, eliminated from the show and uh, a few of the promos didn't um, were a little different. And I think it kind of added to the story, kind of added value to the program. But for the most part, it feels like the show is a very direct representation of what ha- was happening. Yeah. yeah the, um, you know, things that didn't air, you know, the, the match that we edited out for 110 different reasons um, that everybody had their own pontification of where, how, you know, the, <laughs> the crazy part is, is we, we were, people were first when we announced the tapings, well, where's it going to air? And it was like, what's your TV network? Which is funny is that discussion has stopped. Nobody asks right now, because guess what? They realized, wow, how easy is this? Which was like the opposite of getting on anchor here. Um, you know, like how easy it is to watch <laughs> the show anywhere. And so, like, that question went away. And then it was, you know, Billy and I conceived this show in a vacuum, produced it in a vacuum. You know, we kept it very much under wraps as far as nobody knew the name until the day we recorded. Nobody knew how they could watch it until the day it was recorded. You know, and then we we were able to turn it in a week, which was insane. Um, And we're even going to turn this taping. We're going to shoot on Sunday and turn for Tuesday. You know, so it's, you know, it's. I, I like to torture us into getting it done, but nobody knew. So, <laughs> and even the debut episode, nobody, nobody had access to it until air. The only people who saw it were Billy, me, and then Nick Aldis. I showed on my phone, but didn't send a link because I, I wanted people to be blown away because I knew that the first right. episode, you, you were there. The first episode, you know, if you just read the spoilers, it just, it didn't feel the same. And I think the interesting part all the pictures and all the everything that the fans put out was from the seats out. You did, and you know, you saw the set, but nobody saw the other way, which to me was the secret sauce of, you know, you kind of, like all the pictures from the interview set were kind of like the ring was in the way, or 
you know, it, you never got the full feeling. You know, that right. explosion that happened, you know, we took people by surprise. And, you know, I've seen a lot of think pieces about the dwindling of our ratings, which they're not ratings, they're views. And if you right. know how to use YouTube or how YouTube works, you'll look at the success of it against just, well, they're down. We mean we're down. Like, like we're building an audience. You know, we started at 82,000 subscribers and are now at 160. It took us two years to go from zero to 80. And in six weeks, we went from 80 to 160. Um, right. You know, and, and our channel, a little YouTube lesson for those who are not YouTube savvy, a guy like Peter McKinnon, who is the easiest example, I think he has like 4 million subscribers. Even Casey Nestad, right. who has 10 million subscribers. Their average video view is... So Peter McKinnon's on 4.4 million subscribers, his average video view is 400,000. We're at 160,000 subscribers, but all of our episodes now, minus the um, very controversial, always planned to be holiday episode, um, yeah, is, is over 200,000. And I think the one with the rock and roll eventually will get there. Um, you know, For sure. Again, at 160,000 subscribers. So we've figured out a way to build interest around a time slot and then just sort of ride the YouTube wave on views and built a real community. And like you and, and the, this is the NWA guys. And then the wrestle days guy who we found on the first show, like that guy right. had never watched our product before that day. So it was like, it's been fascinating to find people discovering the show. And then obviously, you know, we went from being this unknown to a giant success to my favorite line was, well, they killed it. It's over which <laughs> in the world of hyperbole, I mean, you may not like it, but you know, we've done very, very healthy pre-order buys as I've told you in, in public. I'm actually just going to refresh right now. Let's see. Yep. We like, we're selling somewhere between six and 12 pay-per-views an hour, which is nothing wow. to sneeze at on a pre-order. We're right now, at three times the amount of pre-orders we had for NWA 70, which was Cody and Nick off of all in. And that pre-order number that we had was the day before the event. So, you know, we're already at a three time multiple on pre-orders for that event for, for NWA into the fire. And, and Crockett cup is hard to measure because it was on regular pay-per-view and, and honor club. So I never really got a, it's hard to kind of gauge how many people really watched or bought. So, um, you know, we're going to smash both of those numbers. You know, we'll, we'll probably smash NWA 70 uh, by Wednesday, you know, just based on the numbers I'm looking at, you know, obviously there's a pre-order price at this point, but sure. we're very happy because as you being the OG, you and I first met and talked the first day that I brought Tim storm when everyone, when right. all of the old school, uh, NWA promoters, I won't even say old school, the last regime NWA promoters thought we were bringing <laughs> Tim out to uh, California to beat him, which was hilarious. Um, you know, you've been with us since day one of this regime. And, you know, the first two years we built very slowly, had a very loyal audience, you know, but ultimately an explosion happened. We have all these new viewers that are enjoying it and supporting us. And it's really, it's really great. And seeing, you know, getting an email or a notification every time we sell a Waffles and Tire Irons t-shirt, you know, <laughs> like it's it's great that people are really um, enjoying this product in a way that, again, we, we, we did the show with no understanding of how people would really love it. So, um, uh, so it's really been interesting to uh, jive into it. So 
it's been really interesting. And and we're we're only going to expand with obviously Circle Squared, and we have two other SKUs that will um, be debuting in the next uh, in the next cycle, and and we're going to continue to advance our, um, our our content plans to be completely different than what people expect from us. So you just uh, said a lot of information there. Of so course I did. To, yeah, uh, of course. But there's I a lot to digest there. Um, but let's let's first let's talk about uh, Into the Fire because yep. this is the first pay per view that actually has uh, a weekly episodic television pushing towards it. Um, Ten pounds of gold, obviously, really did push uh, the NWA 70th anniversary show yep. and and also the Crockett Cup and even the the New Year's Clash. But this was the first uh, the first pay per view that you guys are producing that led directly through it with that episodic television mm -hmm. what what kind of numbers are you projecting or is that stuff that you're not going to make public there there is a um there is a number we need to hit that if we hit x number the entire like so, so let's go back to the beginning of power you know because power is fueling it it is the power you know right billy said at the press conference which you were at that this model is not sustainable which dave Meltzer picked up and said was true and when we at, at the at the launch point, yes, shooting the, the, the cost of GPB and talent for a YouTube show. And if you just think, oh, YouTube ad money. No, it is not solely YouTube ad money is not enough to pay for what 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 this is. But right in a combination of ticket sales, which, again, the first the first round you were there, I think it was about 170 people average each night, you know, in, in the in the room. Well, we're sold out. So we sold, instead of 300 tickets, we sold 750 across three days. You know, we actually sold less VIP. So the actual, um, we took less money in ticket sales to, to, to fill the building. You know, ticket sales, merch, we, our multiple on merch from where we started in February when we just had an eBay store to where we are now is a six or seven times multiple per month. You know, we've grown right. the brand. And basically, Billy's point is, let's see how we can be sustainable. So there's a number on the pay-per-views. If we hit the number that the pay-per-view alone fuels the entire run of the taping, which means that at that point, everything else is profit that would go back into the company. So, right. you know, so the goal is to, to create as the best version of our pay-per-view as we can. And obviously, it's been the road's been a little rocky the last couple of weeks. But, you know, to see this pre-sale number, you know, it's not a, it's a number that I think a lot of people will go, well, I would take that. Um, you know, and fight is very happy. We just sold another one right now, you know? So what's, what's great is, is that people are making a decision 10 days in advance when what's the average when people buy pay-per-view day of, I can buy the pay-per-view as it's going on. So for us to be able to have a very loyal audience of X number of people that made the commitment now. And again, this wasn't a traditional build, meaning, you know, the three-way that was cut out, you know, a decision was made based upon um, storyline and also execution that we felt, and, and James Storm isn't wrong. You know, James believes that we don't feature him enough. I've had many discussions. Eli gets more attention. Nick gets more attention. And, you know, the interview he cut on the show is a lot more truth than I think people realize. And, you know, going back to our TNA days. And so, you know, we're we're leaning into the meta of this show a little bit and right you know i saw your comments about well the match was really good um and one day i off off recording i'll tell you what happened and 
you know, and, you know, it, the mystery of it, I think, is more interesting than the execution. So of the match and, you know, in a world where we're questioned on what what's edited and what's not, I think it kind of took people by surprise because everyone thought we were going to edit Fournette out, which we didn't. Um, right. Uh, and Jim's actually probably talking about it on his podcast this week. You know, so it's it's been funny. The I call it like hyperbole and hot takes. Man, there have been <laughs> my favorite my favorite hot take minus the guy that, that that sent a tweet that is one day all post that's just so deplorable and stupid and shows that there's a reason that some people have Twitter accounts and not successful lives. Um, because like, like some of the dumbest crap I've ever seen said, one person said, WWE must be paying Lagana to destroy this brand. <laughs> and by the way, multiple people have said it. I haven't worked for WWE in 10 years, never called them for work. I'm the, literally the only person they haven't brought back in the, from the last 20 years. Right. So like, it's just people, people have a hyperbole and hot takes. And again, for a show that was created in a vacuum, eight weeks ago, nine weeks ago, you know, and we wanted to see what the market would, would bear. And, and, you know, we're, we're a lot further along and obviously we have a lot of work to do to continue to build. So you're jumping all over, all over the place. Cause I, all this stuff I want to talk to you about, but I, I guess we can get to it. Um, when we get to it, uh, the second thing, um, you know, you just kind of, I, I'm trying to keep up on all these notes. Um, we talked about uh, the creation of new content, new, yep. uh, new videos, yep. obviously what the bread and butter for the first two years of the NWA was the 10 pounds of gold. Yep. And that's kind of taken a back seat yep. to the, uh, to NWA power, obviously is that going to change in the future? Or is that, is this kind of how the new model is where power is the main focus? And if there's time, there will be 10 pounds of gold. Uh, 10 pounds is for super fights. So all okay. we did for the first two years was super fights. There will be some version of 10 pounds um, for this week. Like I've already shot James Storm interview. I shoot Nick's today at some point. Um, and, you know, it'll be their story. But if you go look at the numbers 10 pounds did versus power, it's 20 to one. Right. So, you know, and, and 10 pounds takes 20 times the work. And so, you know, I love the series. It's a, it, it, I don't want to say it was our bread and butter, but it was, it was the, it was the car that got us here. But Absolutely. obviously, the audience is, the audience spoke with their views because they want traditional wrestling. And so I think, right. you know, ten pounds, you know, the the Thunder Rosa piece, I guess technically it could have been considered a ten pounds. And boy, I've never seen people have such a hot take on a documentary inside of a inside of Power. I mean, like, and I know some of them were trolling and spamming because it's what they do with their time. You know, they were like, oh, this is so boring. Well, obviously you're not watching it because I was there and, you know, there's probably 30 minutes on the floor that I couldn't air because of sensitivity. You know, Rosa goes into real detail on a lot of stuff that I didn't I didn't think was appropriate for that piece. But, man, her story is fascinating. And so, like, that style is never going away. It's just how we execute it. But, yeah. Uh, yeah. So, anyway. Speaking of Thunder Rosa, and I, I'm going to just try to jump around with you because I think this is probably a little bit more fun speaking of thunder rosa the reaction that she's been getting uh not only from that live studio audience but the reaction that we're seeing now on on people who've watched the show on twitter on facebook she's becoming quite the star someone actually told me and i don't know if this is true or not you could dispel it now or 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 confirm or deny whatever that she was actually offered a contract 
off that first night of television to be a regular member of the roster. Well, so she, we had an agreement in place for a certain number of dates. Um, we had negotiated uh, her deal got upgraded drastically. So everyone was okay. start, like, but yeah, she, she got a, she got a, she got a better deal based upon performance. And a lot of people have done that. You know, Camille got a better deal off of her first run of stuff. You know, we reward people that work well with us. And, you know, same with Allison Kay, Ricky Starks, you know, Royce and Tom. We have a we have a very good roster of people that really want to grow with us. And, you know, the, the, it's it's been interesting because we're trying to create a whole new ecosystem here. And, you know, every company's got a different trajectory. And people think we're nuts on many reasons. And they are not in this every day. I spend right. probably 16 hours a day on this. And I love everybody's hot takes. You got it. You, you have no idea what's going on here. And in a good way, like, like this is, this is so bootstrapped. So building the plane as we fly, because anybody can throw a lot of money around and just pay for a lot of people that will then become quickly lazy because they know their money's guaranteed. We're working to get this ecosystem up so that this, this is sustainable. And you know, the, 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 the fact that, that this show if, if we if we get where we need to go we and, and ultimately entertain fans and give them something completely different you know and and you know the, the people said pay-per-view was dead because paying fifty dollars okay the pay-per-view is not fifty dollars it's 19 or 24 dollars and right. you know we'll we'll see if we pull together an event that people value but I think you've been to all of our did you, you didn't come to Crocs Cup, but you watched it you know like all of our shows have been very good we haven't had we haven't I was had, stinker I, I was at crockett cup i oh, wasn't at the uh, new year's okay that's right so um exactly so but like like crockett cup i think surprised people so um 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 but you know like like we've we've delivered because guess what i've done wrestling for 19 years it's like the people still hang on to some weird warped perception of stuff and it's it's their world they can I, I love wrestling, but I also don't go in too deep into things that don't entertain me or I don't want to watch. So, right. Oh, uh, careful, monkey. Yeah, my cat just did a plancha. Um, <laughs> so, uh, by the way, that was my favorite part of the taping. People asking about monkey, which was hilarious. So, and just you know, today is monkey's anniversary, as you may not have seen. I got, I adopted monkey a year ago today. Originally yeah. was I was originally going to name him Dynamite, but I decided to stick with monkey. So, because today is also the the anniversary of Dynamite Kid passing. So, yes. Yes. Um, so, and I'm a huge Dynamite Kid fan, but Monkey, um, the, the the phrase "not my circus, not my monkey," um, is the best way I live my life. Every time somebody goes, well, "What do you think about what WWE's doing?" Not my circus, not my monkey. You know, like right. you know, like people put a lot of time and energy into things they can't control. You and I've had this conversation multiple times. You can only work on what you can control. Um, right. So, like that's why Monkey is named Monkey. So. <laughs> And it's very appropriate for your, for the life that you're living right now. Yeah, well, um, he acts more like a so, monkey than a cat. So, well, then that's even uh, more apt, right? Yeah. So, getting getting on with the show and and, and talking more about the growth of the NWA. Uh, you and I were in China. Yeah, I, I'm gonna name drop that. I I was there with you, and and we were talking about all in, and this was still in its infancy. There wasn't a whole lot of steam talking about that show yet and i don't think i personally i don't think anyone could have predicted how successful that show was going to be and how that would 
launch a new wrestling promotion out of it. Mm-hmm. Um, what did uh, Nick Aldis's involvement, the NWA World Title, your involvement producing material for both uh, the Nightmare Family and for um, the Ten Pounds of Gold, what did that do to push uh, the NWA, and how did that affect the twenty-year plan? I think it was sort of proof of concept that we could. So, dating back to even the first meeting that Billy and I had after leaving Impact was with Ring of Honor to pitch content ideas. And this is prior to 30 days. We wanted to basically become sort of like an agency for talents, like a management company. You know, and Drew, Drew Galloway, honestly, was going to be the first client. We were going to basically, um, and ultimately it sort of has become what the NWA was for the first two years. We were going to put certain talents under certain deals and then work to create content to build a brand around that talent um, and execute that plan. So, for example, Drew Galloway's documentary was the pilot for what would become 10 pounds of gold. Obviously, we didn't at the time of when I was shooting, we my hope was to announce the NWA purchase that weekend at WrestleMania. And I didn't know, obviously, that Drew was going to WWE until that day that it happened. And, you know, he, he you know, I had full rights to the footage. I even offered it to WWE for their world and that they did not uh, want it, which is fine. So I put it out leading into his title match at whatever. And, you know, the plan was always this about, so, so when all in came up and we had executed 10 pounds, we had gone to China. We, at the time when we went to China, it was, it wasn't finalized. And I don't know when you found out or when we talked about it, but you know, the, the, the first, the first um, salvo in this was fired. Like Cody has always kind of been, you know, in touch with this stuff. He liked it. And obviously he saw the benefit of working with us and he really did enjoy the content we created. And I felt like, you know, I've enjoyed a lot of what he's done, you know, with his channel since then. But I think at times it was helpful to have a third party, you know, helping produce him because I think I got a lot more authenticity in that moment. Obviously it was an emotionally charged moment with his father and the belt and, you know, and for us, it was a no brainer, you know, and, right. and ultimately, and for Nick, it was further confirmation because at that time he had already done the match with Tim. He had done the match with Cabana, had done the match with Crimson. He had had some high profile matches. The one in, the one in China was really, you know, I think you and I were both there and it was, I mean, at, at times I didn't even know if we were having a show, you know, I was like, what are we doing over here? But ultimately <laughs> it, like, there were, there were 3000 people there, but the way they sold the tickets, they were scattered. You couldn't really tell. <laughs> there no. was a good, it was a good amount. The best part, and I don't think you were with us, of a guy trying to scalp tickets to us of the show we were putting on in that McDonald's yeah, he, at the Walmart. So it was just you like... You were telling me that later, yeah. <laughs> so it was just like, oh, the rest, I'm like, we're running the show. Nick's sitting there, or Cabano's sitting there. He goes, I'm on the poster. And he tries to sell the tickets. <laughs> and I'm just like, oh, God. Like, I have videos of Cabana in that Walmart that was underneath it. Like, and there was just, like, chicken heads. It was it was very surreal. The, the It was a very surreal trip. But anyway, Nick has really proven himself, and you know, doing business the right way and then coming back with NWA 70. And, you know, he's been, he's been the standard bearer and he has carried forward that same, in, in a, and I did an interview yesterday, in a world where there are so many title belts and, and, and even fans have belts, even, you know, our good friend Jay-Z Flair has the Bojangles belt. Everyone's got a belt, but what are they all worth? And ours, is, ours has been sort of, we, we've invested in making that one most valuable. Yes, we've added other belts, and, you know, my favorite belt tweets, um, you know, because everyone's like, well, when are you going to bring back the Missouri Italian middleweight or the brass knuckles title or the TV title or this or that? 
and everyone wants more, but I, I've yet to have anybody really explain to me why more is better. And so for our focus on Nick and that and the world title has been very important to the brand. And, you know, whoever is the guy that dethrones him at some point will be really made. And I think I, I, I couldn't tell you the last five WWE champions. Just can't. I just it's, and I yeah. used to I used to be able in 1998 or 2000 or even 2002, I could name them forwards and backwards. And, you know, in wrestling where things where where the conflict is what it is, there, there needs to be value to the conflict. Absolutely. And, and speaking of the value, um, I've been, I've been following the NWA very closely and you and I, you, you said, you know, I've, I've been a part for this regime and, and, and you and we actually met for the second time uh, during that 10 pounds of gold, but you and I actually met years ago at the Hollywood tapings uh, when uh, Marquez was producing the NWA show. Mm-hmm. And that was when he wasn't uh, he wasn't part of the actual uh, he he wasn't leadership for the NWA. But at the time, Marquez was kind of you know if he said it, it was happening. And you were there. You saw guys like Adam Pierce and and Blue Demon Junior. Obviously, and then uh, during that time, when you saw world champions of that caliber, that material, do you feel like? Nick Aldis stands up in the same categories as those guys, or do you think maybe he's even higher or, or how do you see that projection? Um, I, I don't like to compare beyond. If you look at the list of guys who've held the 10 pounds of gold or the NWA world title, it's probably stacked up with the prior to, I would say 2006, like WWE title list. Like it's a very strong list. And I would say the ring of honor list is equally as strong. You know, Nick fits as much with Adam Pierce as he does Jack Briscoe. And, you know, there's a responsibility. The, the, the I don't know, I'm not going to use the word blemishes. The, those on the list that didn't carry the standard and made it about themselves ultimately will not stand the test of time in history. Right. Adam Pierce to this day bleeds 10 pounds of gold. It's his favorite picture to post. Because he was the standard bearer. And he's very much like Nick because Nick was the standard bearer in a time that nobody gave it credit. I remember when, we, when Nick won the title at CZW, the initial hot take reaction. Why would they do it there? Ugh, Magnus, you know, like, and, and you know me. You spent enough time with me. I'm like, just wait. Just wait. Same with Tim Storm. Everybody thought we were going to take this old teacher and beat him in 12 seconds you know, with, they didn't even know who he was going to work with. And, you know, I look for the best in people and, and to a fault, you know, you know, we like to give opportunities for people to prove themselves and be a part of this team. And, you know, like, Adam, I, I wish Adam Pierce was available. He would fit like a glove in this world. So, you know, people like Adam, I wouldn't be still in wrestling if it wasn't for Adam Pierce. And, and as right. I've said multiple times, I pitched him 10 pounds of gold in 2009. Basically, at the time, I had one of those flip cameras, and I was like, you should document every one of your defenses. And he instead made, <laughs> I gave my camera one week, and he instead made what went a date with Todd Sinclair, which was a YouTube video <laughs> that we made. So, um, which, which is a great piece of video because it's him and, and Daniel Bryan and Becky Bayless and a bunch of people at one of the, I think it was actually at the, 
NWA Legends convention uh, back in the day. So anyway, but, you know, to me, that list is special. If you're on that list, you, you carry a large responsibility. And there are a couple people on that list that uh, made it about themselves and not the legacy of the company. So when we talk about the legacy of the company, obviously, um, when we were kind of want to focus back now, circle around. So, so we have the NWA Power, which is your episodic TV show. Um, you guys will be re uh, back in the. Wow, I can't talk all of a sudden. New, 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 ep- new, ep- new episodes, December seventeenth. Thank you. I had a stroke there or something. I don't know. So you we got smell, new episodes coming. Toast? Do you smell toast? No, but I taste butter, so that's that's not good. Um, so NWA Power comes back on the 17th. We've got new host. We've got uh, obviously Joe Galley will still be in the booth, and he'll be joined by Stu Bennett, formerly known as Wade Barrett. And uh, and you know you were talking about conspiracy theories, and and I I do have to throw this out here because this is one that uh, someone actually told me, and I just kind of thought. <laughs> I don't think Lagana and Billy Corgan are that nefarious, but the, the concept was, well, you know, there was that photo that they posted on social media a while ago about, you know, uh, Wade Barrett meeting Billy Corgan uh, at that Smashing Pumpkins concert. Maybe it was a Billy Corgan uh, solo show. Mm-hmm. I'm not exactly sure. I don't remember. And they said, well, it's obvious now. They purposely got Cornette, you know, fired. And I keep saying, hey, he didn't fire, get fired. He quit. Um, they let that happen so that they could bring Barrett in without anybody being upset that they let go of, of Cornette. I would, like whoever, st- I would like whoever I'd like whoever that person is to, to reach out to me and explain to me why I would do that. Yeah. Well, well, because, and look, because, I, well it's just like, like we said, it's probably the same type of people who think I, I did this to help WWE. Some people have, I, I love fantasy booking. I love fantasy booking of my own life. That is spectacular. No, it, my relationship with Wade Barrett dates back two years, meaning he's we have mutual friends, PJ Black and a bunch of others. When we first sure. uh, when we first started uh, 10 pounds of gold, I think it was during the all, it was even before all in. He had sent me a nice message on Twitter. I really enjoy what you're doing. And I called him. I said, what are you doing? Would you be interested? And he said, yeah. I don't want to wrestle anymore. I said, OK. And we stayed in touch. Yeah, he came to Billy's show because it was in L.A. He lives in L.A. And that was it. The fact that the fact that I would put myself through two horrible weeks, like, 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 come on, like, <laughs> like, like people are the, the amount of ridiculousness in this has been, you know, it's, it's, it's sad. Like it's here we are three weeks later and people are still going on about it. It was a, a mistake happened on both ends. Jim didn't Jim's decision was to, he didn't think he did anything wrong. He didn't want to do, what we would hope to to basically is a very similar situation to a situation we had with the Briscoes. Basically, what we felt was right at the time for Jim to fully apologize in that moment on that Wednesday and to take a break and and just simply re, like basically it wasn't a suspension because Jim's Jim's Jim is paid per day. You know, just take a break and then reevaluate what his role was going to be. And that well, you fired him, you pushed him out. No, Jim decided this wasn't fun anymore. And I took a lot of flack for hiring Jim, but I saw the good in what Jim was doing. And I understand all the bad. And a lot of people will will for, forever be mad that we even worked with him. But I would think everyone deserves a chance. And Jim, when, when Jim refused to apologize, he decided that this wasn't fun anymore. And that was his decision. So, right. but the, the conspiracy that we let it happen, I mean, come on. 
So then my next question is, um, because we are talking about Cornette, um, obviously he gave full his whole side of the story on his uh, podcast. Would you say that was just an accurate representation? Um, it, it seems like there was, uh, although there was a lot of hostility in that moment, it seems like uh, the way that you guys, uh, especially with Galley's, uh thank you and appreciation during the show and the way you guys let that edit, you know, air out and it didn't really cut him from the broad, uh, broadcast. It seems like there weren't hard feelings on your end. And according to Cornette, it seems like, you know, after he initially talked to you when he cooled down, he was, he was done, but he was also very complimented, complimentative of the show and urged his fans to continue to watch. Um, do you feel like that, what the way he described the events of, of what happened were adequate, were fair. Yeah, I mean, Jim, Jim was, and... Jim was pretty accurate. You know, it, it's a conversation that I wish we neither one of us needed to have, but I was very clear and upfront the reason why we were having it. And we had a disagreement on, you know, his point was all you all, you all heard it. Well, Jim said a lot of stuff. There was stuff taken out that Jim had said that, that was unerrable in different ways, you know, like, well, that doesn't help talent. The, the Thunder Rosa drums were put in because his take on what was happening wasn't the right take. So I, I, I took out the, and I put the drums in and ended up sticking. You know, it's just, right. by, by the way, we give freedoms to, to all talents to say stuff like the, like the Eddie Kingston stabbing thing. You know, I, like <laughs> yeah. I, I believe that I couldn't, they were going to bleep the Santa Valls chant, stab him up. But, you know, like we, we, we give talents an opportunity and, our pro and that's why we've changed our, our post process again this is all bootstrapped I, I wish we had a billion dollars we're it's funny the nwa is the only wrestling company not backed by a billionaire think about that wwe is backed by a billionaire impact backed by a billionaire AEW backed by a billionaire and ring of honor backed by a billion dollar company they're all backed by billionaires and you know we're we're literally as you know the whole company is billy i maureen and our and our talent Right. And Josephus, you know, you know, as, as a producer, you know, like, like the we're, we're and so a mistakes will happen. The crucifixion over the mistake is just like I, you show me someone who's never made a mistake and I'll show you a liar. Well, and, and I think a lot of that, too, because we, we talked about this on our on my podcast, on the Alliance Guys podcast. And, uh, obviously, two two of the guys that used to do the show with me are taking a break from the NWA because. They aren't happy with you. They aren't happy with the way that this was handled. And they think that okay. if there was any, anyone to fall on the sword, it should have been you. I did. And, and my thought I, was, I, I, I did. Yeah. Like, like you don't know one person felt any worse about it than me because it affected all of our talents. People wanted me to resign. Okay. There's no company. If I resign, <laughs> that's, that was the argument that I made. I said, you guys do know that um, this is Billy's company, but if you subtract David Lagana from the equation, you, you've got nothing. Well, like, and and no, I'm, that's sorry not that, to, I'm sorry that they, that they can't anybody. forgive a mistake. And I hope for God that these two people never make a mistake in their life. I really do. A mistake happened. But like the, the, the constant, like, like what is going, and I'll, I'll be very clear. What is going on in their life that they're fixated on this? That's my, that's my point. Well, like, like what is like, I like people, like we apologize in the moment. We took it down. We took it out. So then it becomes a witch hunt. Well, why did it happen? Because it happened. And I, the, 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 the purity of the people that are, that are casting stones, and I'm not even a religious person. It's just like, what's going on in your world that, that you can be mad for a minute. You can be mad for 10 minutes. 
Like, like it was an, it was a mistake. We corrected it. We apologized. They didn't like how we apologized. Okay. Yeah. Like, okay. So, so please, if you're in that moment, what do you do? Well, and that's the thing. I think you were damned if you do damned if you don't, because the mistake happened and then you had a, a crowd of people who let's face it, when you picked Jim Cornette, you are, you already upset a crowd of people and, and it's mostly that cancel culture. Um, one of the things that uh, one of the guys that, uh, that used to do the podcast with me said was you listen to the whims of the cancel culture who half those people don't even watch your show. But, and I said, well, but, you know, but by the way, here, here's be very clear on what happened with Jim. It was not about this singular thing. It was Jim's sure. consistent desire to continue to put himself instead of the brand. That's it. And Jim understood that. Yes. And, and like, th- he wasn't, it, it wasn't that it was the, it was, what would he, what would happen next? And he didn't understand the bad, the bad publicity he was bringing, not even about Billy and I, to the talents. Trevor Murdoch got right. hurt with this. Melina got hurt by this. Nick Aldis got hurt by this. And Jim didn't see that. And instead, and, 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 and he said it, should have been out. Sure. You tell me, and, and it's, it, it, it's not, so, so, so to me, it's, it's very, it's a very hard situation that, you know, and then and then Jim's Jim sells his audience to support the show, and they go the other way and want me hung, and and spam the show again, hurting Melina and Thunder Rosa, and they're, they're fans of Jim's. Right. They're fans of Jim's only, right. and Jim made the show. And I'm sorry, this is a team. And if you don't want to be on the team, then you're not on the team. And Jim Jim was very clear. He goes, "I make four percent from you." Okay. If you want to do you, do you, and that's fine. If you don't right. want to be, and he didn't want to be here. Two questions. Sorry, I got caught up in a thought there. My first question is when you when you brought that video down. Uh, obviously, those live viewings you're getting between you know eight thousand, nine thousand people watching that program, and I know that the YouTube channel doesn't fund the business, but it certainly we, does we lost we lost some... forty we lost forty two thousand views. Right, and and when you look at like. Um, you can go to a website like socialblade.com and they give projections about how much, you know, maximum value versus minimum value, what you're making a month, what you're making a year. And, you know, they're projecting that, uh, that the NWA YouTube channel, according to social blade, uh, says you guys make anywhere from $304 to almost $5,000 a month. No, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to, well, I'm not going to disclose what we make, but it's closer to the second sure. number than the first number. So sure. Sure. And, and I'm not asking you to, but obviously by taking that video down, you guys took a hit 48,000 views is still 48,000 views. Yeah. And but that's, we did, that's we did, we did, the, we did the right thing in that moment in the decision. I had 12 minutes to, to get Billy's consult before he went on stage and before I had to do my other job um, right. that funds the whole company, you know, like, like it was a decision was made. I don't regret what we did. We, we should have caught it. Yes. I don't regret what we did, how we handled it. And if you, uh, not that anyone cares what I think, but I, I thought it was a classy move the way you guys said, thank you. And I felt like that's it. It was good closure time to move on. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I'll be, I'll be completely honest. I've never been a guy who's watched a wrestling program based on the guy calling the matches. I mean, I was watching Raw with Mike Adamley. I'm okay with the announcer either being terrible or amazing. It never really He's part of the it team. never shaped Jim, Jim was yeah, a, Jim it never was shaped a, Jim was a part of the team and he decided he didn't want to be a part of the team. 
And that was his decision. And guess what? It's, it's my decision to do this interview with you. I made the decision because you've been, you've been fair to us. If your other co-hosts quit because of it, then that's their decision. You, you have to decide yeah, it, between you and, and whatever being or, or higher power that what you make decisions for. And, you know, uh, like, again, we, we had people that were upset and that's their decision. Like, if they don't want to give us time anymore, that is their decision. There's plenty of there's plenty of decisions to make on a daily basis. Tell me about uh, the reemergence of Trevor Murdoch. Uh, this is a guy who obviously you've you've known him for years. He was a part of those NWA Hollywood tapings back at the Columbia yep. Square studio. Him and Cade, he looked great then. He looks great now. Still just that uh, mean, ornery guy. And, and are you surprised how much the, the crowd has reacted to him? Um, have you been impressed with his abilities in the ring? Is he what you expected to get when he decided to come be a part of the show? When I booked him, he wasn't even supposed to wrestle. When I booked him, it was, hey, just come to the tapings. I said, you got, because I literally, we booked him at Harley Races, uh, the thing after the wake. You know, he was there. I'm like, are you wrestling? Where is ah, I'm just training. I was like, well, come be an agent. I said, calm down. I said, just, just, I said, if you, I said, we'll, we'll give you a match or two if you want. I said, you get yourself in whatever shape you want and we'll figure it out. And he showed up in good shape. So I want to work. So, okay. And we put him in, we put him in and he, he over delivered. He really over-delivered. He showed he is classically trained. Nick Aldis said that guy is everything he does is crisp on point. You can't see through it. He is he is everything you would want in pro wrestling. It's one of the reasons why the whole Cornette thing was so disappointing because it took away from this amazing match with him and Trevor. Um, and and you know Trevor's gonna Trevor's gonna be a big part of this and because we gave him a chance when nobody else would. So, you know, it's, it's going to be interesting to see what happens moving forward and, you know, the work he does. And, and I'm excited to work with talents like that. Same with Aaron Stevens, same with Molina, same with uh, Colt Cabana, all these people that I have decades of experience with who have worked in various companies and everybody had fun. And I, like you were at those shows and it's, you know, I was at Crocker Cup and go, boy, that's probably the best show I'll ever do. I could probably retire and some will be very happy, um, you know, because I'm, I've ruined wrestling again. Like I ruined wrestling in 2003 and 2008 when I went to Ring of Honor, when I went to TNA, um, you know. But like like giving talents an opportunity and to create a show like this that nobody saw coming. And it's not like we had to like, well, we knew this is going to work. We had no idea. So to give these people this opportunity and, and be happy. And that's what I mean. We have a very happy locker room has there been any more diamonds in the rough that you've i mean because you just pointed out three obvious candidates um aaron stevens uh you know kind of faded away from impact wrestling and and kind of unceremoniously um melina you know she she had kind of stepped away from in-ring competition and trevor is is there more people out there that you're like scouting or how does you know how how yes, are I'm you always, I'm always looking. That's, that's, that's why Circle Squared was created. That's why one of the reasons I had to wait for a minute, I was negotiating a, a stunt casting for Circle Squared that oh. I think people will be like, it's going to be, you know, the show like power will evolve. It will, will it be perfect? No. Will there be mistakes? Yes. Will people be outraged? Probably, you know, but you know, the, the, this is, this is about finding a new way and, you know, you spent now time in YouTube. I've pushed you hard into it to understand what is really possible there. Same with Gary and Adam. 
you know, like I'm not preaching anything that I'm not also doing myself. Right. And, you know, look at the success the Young Bucks had with their YouTube show. And now it's like more people watch TNT every week than watch Being the Elite. And, you know, that's the things expand. But like these this show, it's hard to say, like, it's, it's not that it's not made for YouTube, but there's never been in a wrestling show like this on YouTube is why it stands out. And AW Dark, great show, you know, like it's their their product. If you slice down what just on a ten, per, if you take ten percent of what their budget is for, basically because they're producing at the same time as as Dynamite, if you t- if you if you say it's ten percent of whatever the overall Dynamite budget is, they're still right. beating us by six times on what we're spending on each episode of Power just on AW sure. Dark. Sure. So sure. you know, and and then people that compare the numbers. Well, AEW Dark did six hundred thousand, and and NWA Power did two hundred fifty thousand. Yeah, I'm spending thirty times less. Yeah. So it's well, just it's it's like, but that's, people want to compare and contrast, and you can't do that. You just can't. And so that's what I mean. Back to my circus, my monkey, focusing on our world. Will there be talents available? Nobody. The talents that are on our show were not picked up by AEW. They were not picked up by WWE and they all fit our, our game plan because we're not trying to be NXT and AEW. We're trying to be a promotion full of big guys who can talk, talented women who can execute and, and a really strong roster that all have passion and want to do something amazing. Do you think uh, some of the talent that work for you because they were not picked up by WWE or AEW or even to a lesser extent impact or ring of honor, do you think that put a chip on their shoulder and maybe that all. is driving. I think, we all, I think we all have something to prove, just like you have something to prove, just like everybody has something to prove. Every day you get an opportunity. And right. people get up. like, I never try and focus on, oh, well, that guy's going back to WWE. Well, good for them. I know what it's like to work there. That doesn't interest me because yeah. I know what we're able to create here. And again, happy for people to have thoughts on what we've done. Boy, this is a hard job. Every job is hard. Being a parent is a hard job. Being a husband is a hard job. There, there, there is, a, think about every decision you make every day. Should I pick up this pen? Should I use a red pen, a green pen? You know, should it, where should I eat for lunch? If I go here, eat for lunch, and I cross the street to hit by a car, boy, I wish I would have had tacos. I wouldn't have got hit by the car. Like, you just, <laughs> like, you, you get into this nexus or matrix of, of, like, second guessing. You got to just go with what you think. And so, these are the talents available. Hey, are you interested? Same with my first phone call to Nick Aldis. This is what we're looking to do. Told him exactly what we're looking to do. And I was clear with you from day one. This is what I want to do. Have, has, has what I told you on day one deviated at all? No, no. And, it, and, and, and it's kind of funny because I had this conversation the other day with a friend who's familiar with the brand. And, and he says, I don't believe in a 20-year plan. And I said, but you don't have to believe in it. That's fine. You don't have to, uh, you know, you don't have to buy in because you're not part of that process. But the things that I was told initially before, before the announcement was made, those things have come to fruition and it's, it's everything that's been said. And I, and I told this person, I said, I really believe all in kind of pushed the plan even forward a little bit faster, but I think this is exactly where they wanted to be. And this is exactly what they wanted to do. You know, they wanted to do the TV show in Atlanta. Damn it. You guys are in Atlanta. They wanted to do a, a one-hour episodic television that paid homage to the Jim Crockett promotions. Damn it, that's what you guys are doing, and it, it's it's kind of baffling to me that like, people are going to question. Well, you know, it's but, why aren't you running? Can... In, why aren't you on television? Why aren't you running big arenas like AEW? That's their plan. 
I, I, I ran models. Billy said something really interesting. If you go back and watch uh, whatever, All In Coming, there's an episode that covers the rise of the elite guys and the rise of us side by side. And right. Billy says this great line about these, these different um, rebel forces that are all separate, but it came together to work for All In. And there's the big, basically he wanted to say Death Star, but monolithic starship of WWE. And that if all this, these little rebel groups work together, you got one shot. But right. what happened? The groups didn't work together. They actually all went their separate ways. On All In, what ultimately became All Elite, there were some Impact people. There was um, New Japan. There was right. Ring of Honor. And there was right. us. There are five promotions that provided talent for that singular show. And the one less, and, and it became, and they became five singular promotions where, who don't work. We worked with Ring of Honor for eight months after. And a decision was made for us to focus on our world because we knew what we wanted to do with power, even though everyone didn't believe us when we said we were leaving. You know, shocker, doubt slips into people's minds very easily when it comes to us, always. Um, and that's fine. That's their uh, uh, that's their way. So, you know, for, it would have been really interesting if everyone would have worked. To, can you imagine what Dynamite would be like if everybody worked together? Well, sure. Sure. I I don't know what's holding that back. Ego. Okay. I mean, let, let's be honest, right? You have a vision of what power should be, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sure Cody and 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 Khan and 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 you know everyone that's involved with AEW Creative, they have their vision, and yep. you know the guys at Impact, they have their vision, and and everyone has their own way of doing things, and uh, nobody is necessarily right, nobody's necessarily wrong. It's just different well and and that's 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 it's it's a choice by the way i hope at any time anyone can walk out and cut a promo on power and i don't care where they work i would i i would love to see triple h walk out on the set on power i'd love to see (laughs) cody i would love to see um i don't know ethan page i'd love to see i'm trying to think of like you know jay lethal i think they're i think what we've created with power is built an environment very similar to the ecw arena that you hope that you go there and you're pleasantly surprised and entertained and you get your dollar value. Are, are you, are you coming to this event or no? This, this no. Or no. Okay. So no, too, the, too close to Christmas. Of course. And, but, but the idea is, is why, you know, a lot of people, why are you running GPB for the pay-per-view? You should have went somewhere bigger. Okay. It's a cost difference. You know, I'm already like, I'd love to run the Phillips arena. One, we're not going to sell 19,000 tickets. And two, <laughs> the logistical costs of doing it. I want this brand to be around and I've never seen a group of people want it to be what it's not, what it can't be. And you right. know how, where it was when we got it. And you know, a lot of the stories that I've kind of hinted at and how dumb a lot of the people were in this process. Mm-hmm. And it took a, it took a very long rebuilding process to get people interested again. And here we are having talked to every promotion, the belts literally appeared the belt or talent have appeared almost in every company minus oh, Cody. It was in new Japan with the belt, except for WWE, right? Right. Like ring of honor, right. not AEW, but all elite, you know, basically the, the, the all in event, you know, we, we've right. been able to work with a lot of people because we we're very clear about what we want. I say, I call a town. I call Molina. This is what I'd like. We'll do, we'll do one day. And like she, she worked for one day. And I said, work the pay-per-view in the next set. I have an option for the pay-per-view. And, and she's now with us much longer term. Because she, 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 she didn't know what was going to happen. 
I didn't know what was going to happen. And I knew what Rosa could do. I told, she, I told her to be patient with me. I said so she was there the first day, and all she did was slide in the ring. That's all she did the right. first day. And she was just like, oh, let me do something. I said, tomorrow. I said, you're the hammer. And boy, was she the hammer. That's all the direction. She never had been directed. They just told her, go do whatever. And I love that talents can do whatever, but they need direction. We all need direction. You need direction. Right. And and I think um, it, it's it's so funny because I like Allison Kay quite a bit. I, mm-hmm. I was very impressed with her from the Crockett Cup. I love her promos. I I liken her to like a female Stone Cold Steve Austin. She just gets out there and says whatever's on her mind. And I think she's a perfect fit for what you guys are doing. Um, but I was very – I wasn't in love with your ladies' division, but when Thunder Rosa showed up, I certainly felt like she made such a huge impact. And now you've got these two kind of uh, conflicting personalities, and it'll be interesting to see how you guys are going to tell this story from – from Melina, from Marty, for Thunder Rosa, for Ashley, for Allison. It's it's going to be very interesting how you guys play this out. Yeah. Um, um, yeah, I mean, our, I, I, the, our, our females were all picked for these roles. And, you know, it, even how even how the crowd took to Rosa is a little different than I thought. So we're very adaptable in our storytelling, just like the question mark. You guys decided right. the question mark was going to go a completely different direction than was intended. And the talents, uh, uh, the talents basically shifted it. So, um, you know, they, they learned like, like Aaron Stevens decided to do Ms. and Ms. Dow to solve the issue of the crowd's reaction to question mark. That's very smart talents. And, you know, no one's talking about that. They're focusing on one other decision, you know, like this is, this is about our talents. And I hate that we're Billy and I are in the front part of this. Cause that's, we don't want to be. Right. And, and I, I, it's funny. I'll simply say one thing. A lot of the, some of the people that are heavily criticizing and going after us have applied for high level jobs at other companies because they want to be involved. And that's fine. That's their thing. But they have to realize what they're getting into if they ever actually get those jobs. And, you know, it's 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 like this in every company. There's there's politics at the McDonald's down the street. <laughs> yeah. Like there's politics in their jobs. And, and I understand this is their escape. And that's great. And I'm very happy and I hope to create a program that they enjoy. If they don't enjoy it, great. They don't have to watch it. If they want to hate me, great. They can they can invest that energy. It was, it was that quote, you know, swallowing poison and hoping somebody else dies is a bad waste of time. The quote's right, all fucked right. up, but it's one of my favorite quotes. You know, swall- no, I, like putting negativity into your own life about somebody else's decisions. What are you doing? What are you doing? Yeah. I love the Eagles and they have a bad game on Sunday. I don't I don't curse the coach and hope he gets fired and like, like okay, they lost. I love them, you know, but like, I'm not going to like, people carry the stress around. I'm just like, why are you doing it? Like, where's, where's the upside? Where's the upside in it? Yeah. So. Well, I mean, and that's the thing too. Wrestling's supposed to be fun. And there doesn't seem to be a lot of, at least from the fans perspective, it's like, why did they let the fun leave? And, and well, uh, it's, their, it's their decision. So no, um, it absolutely is. You know, like uh, I, I live in my world where, you know, to be perfectly frank, the only wrestling I actually watch is NWA Power and Championship right. Wrestling from Hollywood. And on occasion, I'll see clips from NXT or or I'll see clips from uh, WWE programming or All Elite programming. I mean, I love Scorpio Sky. He's probably one of my favorite wrestlers that's wrestling today. I'm yep. so happy for the success he's having. I haven't really watched All Elite Wrestling, but mm-hmm. uh, you know, I, I wish him continued success. That's and, your decision. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> 
Absolutely. That's your decision. And so I kind of want to circle back to, you mentioned that there's new programming coming to the network of family. Of course, the 10 pounds of gold, you you, uh, identified that that's going to be like for big match events. It's it's not, it was never meant to be a TV show, but more of documenting the process of how to get to that pay-per-view, how to get to that big match. Yeah. It's a a much longer, like, I understood the feedback from those who didn't like the Rosa Doc in power. It should have been two minutes instead of two six minute ones, but okay, great. We learn from it, whatever. But like, like to me, these shows, these, this program skew is about figuring out what audiences, how they want to deep dive and get into it. So, um, but so 10 pounds will always exist in a format. I'm going to go shoot Nick Aldis after you and I get off the phone. Um, I'm, I'm telling Nick that you're making me wait or you're, you're making him wait. So he's not <laughs> with you. Uh, but you know, it's for us, it's fine. So like circle squared will be a reality show. How? Okay. Well, you'll have to tune in and, and see how we execute that show. It's, you know, all these shows have different approaches because I want to find different ways to expose and entertain and uh, put talents out in the open. Now, is this, you know, you just said how it's going to be made available is still kind of under wraps, but is it going to be a process? Is it going to be part of uh, it will not power? power. It, it will not air in power. We'll start. Okay. There. So it, it will be its own separate entity. Okay. Yes. And That's... how, and, and it won't be it, you know, will it be YouTube exclusive? Maybe. Will it be Facebook? It won't be just on Facebook because Facebook video views are weird, um, which is one of the reasons <laughs> we, well, Facebook's a very weird platform. Um, as far as video wise, they just, they don't, they're not YouTube. It's, it, it right. people don't watch videos. on. Tell me the last long form video you watched on Facebook. Nobody does. Um, but, um, sorry, I'm just charging some equipment. Um, no worries, but you know, like, like it will be just like power. Although power is obviously a lot more formatted as we, um, as we dove into, uh, making it, you know, this show is going to be a little bit more free form. And what Billy said in the video, you'll get to cut a promo, you get to have a match, and the live audience will speak, and Billy will make a decision. And if somebody is spectacular, they'll get a developmental contract. And, you know, we're going we're gonna to expose talent, and we're going to see what they do. And it's, it, the, it was created because I've had every Tom, Dick, and Harry and all 75 referees email me wanting an opportunity. And they want, like, well, I want to come hang out. Well, I don't need people. I don't need people cluttering up backstage. And when WB used to hold tryouts at shows, you know, people just sit in catering and like, that's not a good fair representation of how talents can be evaluated. Right. So for us to carve out, you know, we're going to do probably one less episode of power and devote that time to exposing new talent and give them a platform in our world to get exposed. And I think that's worth it. If you were a talent, you would want that opportunity. And if you're great, yeah. just, just like Thunder Rosa, who went from having an, a, a C deal to an A deal because of her, her talent. And basically every talent knows we have the option to enact basically like you don't appear on this show without agreeing to the, to the, the terms, you know? And so if, if it's not for you, brother, then cool, no issue. Um, brother, 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 brother. So that, that's the incarnation of this show. There will be, um, you know, we obviously explored a lot of the secondary interviews that weren't at the podium. I thought those turned out well, the Nick Aldis one with Camille, on the clickbait episode, the Molina one that I thought was good. Tim storm, like we're going to expand that into a much different. So 
So that content skew will have long. So, so if, for example, the Nick, the Nick Aldis Camille interview with Dave, oh, with, Dave with, with Joe Galley was six minutes, I think on the show. Right. I think using Joe Rogan as an, as a, as a example, Joe Rogan sometimes talks for two hours, but then he, he chops it up into clips. So we're going right. to explore it. Like, cause I think people, I think you would be interested more on Thunder Rosa. My favorite too was like, Oh, you killed her character. No, we didn't kill her character. We expanded. You may not agree with it, and that's your choice as a consumer. But we want to we want to make we want to have a three sixty view on who these people are because they are real people. And in a business, now, and, and and with audiences now, never more than ever, pushing. Well, you should have done this. Well, then then you, you're never going to make everybody happy. So you have to then build out these characters that have broad based appeal, and you know their motivations from a realistic part you know thunder rosa wanted to do that fight why wouldn't i cover it you absolutely know, like so anyway so so that our skew is to to help build out these profiles for these talents i've got like a hundred more questions i, w- I want right, to ask you, you but you, i know you have is... three three more and i'm gonna tell okay. nick you're making them wait so all right so then i'll i'll narrow it down to these three questions because i think this is uh with thunder rosa um and then the other two that i have okay so for thunder rosa now again I'm all on board with Thunder Rosa. Mel Cervantes has, has knocked it out of the park. My question to you, though, is you're blending the reality with the fantasy, the, the, the show, and the reality of the MMA. Are you guys painting yourself into a corner now? Because it turns out she's a wonderful human being and sweet and loving and, and just an amazing person, but she's portrayed as this, you know, for all intents of purposes, a, a bitch. She's she's mean. She's she's hurtful. She's evil. Is it hard to walk that balance in, in terms of creative? I mean, the fans love her already, and I know that the fans kind of help dictate the story development and the, the way the characters are growing on your show. Does this change things for you guys in terms of how she's going to be portrayed in the future? T- tell me what she did that was evil. <laughs> see and that's the other thing too <laughs> um attacking allison k um turning allison k's buddy against her i think she sees the good in marty bell and she simply <laughs> um offered by the way she didn't she she went to she offered marty bell the week before to join her uh-huh. and went when we look at it very differently and there the, sure and so, for example, look at it from, from Thunder Rosa's character perspective. Here comes Allison Kay, who is crapping on Marty Bell, who she's trying to help in the moment. Well, look at what Marty, what, what Allison's saying. Allison didn't come out and say, oh, Marty, you're right. I made a mistake. She was being the very defiant person that Allison Kay is the character. Our characters work based upon motivation. You might not agree with the motivation, but, you know, the same with Melina. Now, did they take advantage of a three-on-one? Sure. And it'll be very interesting to see where the story goes, but that's why I'm like people, you killed her character. She, she, she is a very unique character and I'd rather you ask questions. And I think you, you know, characters where you know what they'll do and it's boring and predictable or worse. You have no idea what they're going to do. And it's just kind of like, Oh, whatever. So, well, it, and, and I think the other thing too, and you hinted at, or you flat out said it earlier, just wait, because we're only talking about eight hours of, of or nine hours of programming. We're only talking about, uh, you know, 
what maybe six shows that uh, she's appeared on. So things I know things will flesh out and things change. I, I don't think you could kill a character in no, that we short did. amount we killed of time. It. Didn't you read the Didn't you read the internet? I work for <laughs> WWE and I killed these characters because I am I'm twirling my mustache and I and I knew I had Stu Bennett. Think about the logic that people and I, <laughs> like like think about it. So so far we we killed Mark we killed we killed Thunder Rosa's character, set Jim up. Because we had Stu waiting. Like, come on. Like, like it's ridiculous. And it's, it's silly. And I, I wish those people, I, like, fine. You don't enjoy it? Cool. Like, that's, there's plenty of other, not even just wrestling. There's plenty out there. You can download a book right now and listen to it. Like, I, I grew up in the VHS tape trading era. And boy, was I so happy when a new tape came in. Now you sure. can have everything and you're still not happy. <laughs> Yeah, that's true. So, um, so, so you know, like, like I, the, the, and by the way, Thunder Rose is happy. If the yeah. talent's happy and we're happy, and then the audience is reacting, I don't like. I don't know this nefarious, faceless person that isn't happy, and we killed their character because they were a bad guy, and then they were a good guy. You show, you show me, t- tell me, somebody in the world is one hundred percent a good guy. That's fair. That's fair. There isn't. There isn't. And like, yeah. like, like the the holy like. It's, 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 it's the mistake thing. Everybody makes mistakes. So everybody has flaws. Great. John Cena doesn't have flaws. Um, he has them. You just can't uh, see them. Yes, exactly. So, um, I've got one last Nick, thing for you. And yeah, then I Nick's can let- asking where Nick's, Nick's asking where I am. I'm letting him know I'm burying you hard. So that's fine. Uh, he already doesn't put over the podcast anyway. So, well, you're not Gary Horn. I guess not. You don't have a cool beard like Gary. I'm working on it. I've got gray hair, so I thought that might get me some more clout. Um, no, it just it gets you it gets you the Tim Storm AARP discount at the Denny's. I'll take it. Me, so, me, and Tim will go have a, a grand slam on our birthdays. Um, a, moon, a moon's over my hammy. There you go. There you go. Episode eight. Um, yeah. I, I. I said from day one that I thought there, there was going to be a light episode. And the reason why I said that is because I know that you guys filmed nine weeks of television um, over eight hour period. There's 10 weeks leading up from the first episode to the pay-per-view. Mm-hmm. My first question was, was I correct? Was there always supposed to be a light episode to answer question? The, as Jim supposedly will say on his podcast this week, episode eight was always supposed to be episode eight. Okay. Okay. Uh, but but uh, there's no there's no convincing those who who believe that I um, that I also um, I, don't know, I can't even think of a bad analogy that you know my my nefarious actions of 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 conspiracy that I didn't do. We, that show was not re-edited at all. The only thing we, we I added was the Thunder Rosa doc because I felt like it deserved the views. Yeah. Obviously, and those people who found it boring, who spammed, I mean, who spammed it, that was their decision. And that's fine. They're allowed to do what they want with their time. So, but that episode was always supposed to be that. I, I was critical of the episode. I, I wasn't a fan of it. And, and I, I've told you that. Um, I think, uh, I, I don't know, was, was that episode planned that way because because uh, there was not enough footage shot or was it? No, it was always th- supposed to be the setup for the season finale. Okay. And, and so going into this, you knew from right away, because I, I do remember you saying there was going to be nine weeks of television. So there was always going to be that break between the last mm-hmm. episode and the pay-per-view. Yep. 
that was that was your intention all along, right? Yes. Okay. I can show you the format. Like, no, I, like this like like that's like my favorite parts. Like this like the amount of energy into this is like and by the way, yes, okay. That 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 should that not have been not an episode of power? Okay, yeah. But by the way, we conceived this before the first episode of Power had aired and we didn't know if anyone would like the show. Yeah. That, I mean that makes perfect sense. No, it doesn't. Uh, Just ask people on the internet. <laughs> I think you do have to be happy with the reaction that people gave you guys for episode nine. Obviously the cat was out of the bag long ago. The rock and roll express, obviously people knew that they had already won the tag team titles. Uh, the show did feature a lot of, uh, a lot of um, footage from the WrestleCade. Obviously I, I don't think you knew 10 weeks ago that that would be part of your, your format for this show. But I think it, yeah. you, you were able to work that in. And I will tell you this, and, and you please tell this to James and Nick, that their promos, I think, were two of the most powerful pieces of promos that you guys showed on NWA Power. And I think based on those promos alone, that if someone was on the fence about buying the show, I think those promos probably sold them a ticket, sold them a Yeah, a, and a you know, the, con- the conspiracy on why the three-way didn't air, and I, I know I saw you post about it because how great it was. One day, you and I will have a discussion on why it wasn't great and um, and why it wasn't best for the story. And I felt Nick and James did very good in explaining why it didn't air. I and, thought so, too. And it plays into the conspiracy story. Why didn't why haven't we ever covered the pop up event? Yeah, sure. Like, like that's that's part of this story, by the way, Billy and James don't hang out. They don't talk very often. I deal with James. I get to be good, good cop, bad cop at times with a lot of talents. And James is difficult to deal with. He knows that. And it's how he's been so successful. Nick right. can be difficult to deal with. You've dealt with him. You know, like these are these. This is how, by the way, this is real conflict. As you can see in the interviews, they don't like each other very much. And that will come through in this match. And that's very true. They have never got there. They're never going to be two guys that go on a six-hour road trip together. <laughs> but guess what? That's why people watch. I, I watch things for conflict. I love when the Eagles play the Cowboys because I know Cowboy fans are asses and I'm an ass. And like we like conflict. This everybody gets along world. Like that, that, that's not a real world we live in. Sure, sure. So like their promos were great. You know, a strategic decision was made to sell this pay per view, and I. I, I I stand by the decision we made. And obviously some people wish they would see the three-way. Gary Horn just slid into my DMs. Brother, what's going on with this three-way? Which I love Gary. And then we have great DM conversations. <laughs> you know, and he wants scoops and with a Z and belts with a Z. And no, you want belts with a Z. As I'm walking in my apartment, I have the old Tharp belt. Uh, the North American belt, the tag belt, the national title. And the, the junior title that I had to literally get a cop to get it back from me. For, the the um, only belt the only belt that I love is that North American title that was on WWF programming back in nineteen. Yeah, I don't have that one. Yeah, that one, so. some some lucky guy got that one. I don't know, but you know, um, you know, it's I I, I like where we are, and it, well, guess what? We're going to continue to expand, and we're going to continue to do stuff differently. Just like the clickbait episode, as I've said in multiple interviews, that episode morphed when we really looked into you know, what, what it was and what we were trying to execute. That interview wasn't supposed to be last and we ended up making it last. So, right. 
So I know you have to go, and, and we'll end this right 76 now. 76 but... minutes and 56 seconds, buddy. Well, and I thank you for your time, and I, I'll, I'll Venmo you that other half of the payment now that it's the a dollar a minute. I'm, I'm, I'm now charging a dollar a minute for podcast interviews. You're cheap. Um, no shit. Joey Ryan, Joey Ryan didn't want to double that. Um, of course, because Joey Ryan uh, is Joey Ryan. That's right. Um, what, what can we expect from this pay per view? I know, like, you're not going to tell me who's going to, you know, you want the what, winners and losers? No. <laughs> you want the surprises? Yeah, I do want the surprises. Who who's going to show up? Um, it'll be cool, right? Adam Rotella. <laughs> Adam Rotella will be there. I made sure that Adam Rotella will be there. Oh, I, I have I a heard. rule. If, yeah, you heard. Yeah, I heard. So, all right. Well, hey, I, I again, thank you for your time, Mister David Lagana. I know you're busy. Give Nick my best. Happy holidays to you. I won't see you this uh, this time around, but maybe in February or whenever the next tapings are announced. Uh, cool. I'll see you then. Awesome, buddy. Thank you. Thank you. You have a good one. Bye.